We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. Freedom of expression, a simple concept many of us sometimes take for granted. For a group of women at the Maryland Correctional Institution in Jessup who recently took part in an art therapy project, exercising their freedom of expression was a gift. It provided an outlet for creativity, connection, and healing. Here's a clip from one of the participants. There's times that I'll be blinded by the chaos here or, you know, forgetting my worth or not feeling loved. And then there's moments where I have to find quotes to uplift myself. And classes like this help because you get to express your feelings without any judgment. The results of their work make up the exhibit Life on Hold, on view at the Notre Dame of Maryland University's Gormley Gallery through March 3rd. Casey McKeel, show curator and art therapy lead, is with us to talk about it. Welcome to On the Record, Casey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Where did the idea for Life on Hold come from? So I have been involved in different capacities with um, MCIW and Jessup over over a decade now, um, typically centering around uh, reentry work. So being involved with connecting women to resources uh, upon returning from incarceration. And um, simultaneously, over the past five years, I've also begun doing sort of like social justice curating, uh, really treating curation as a form of activism. And um, so when I had the opportunity to be the, the guest curator at Gormley Gallery, I started just trying to brainstorm and um, had been recently uh, doing a info session at the prison with women just sort of about their experience um, during COVID and how what that had looked like. And the idea just sort of came to me there of like, oh, these are voices that need to be heard. And this exhibition would be a great platform to bring them to. Talk about the process of working with the women at the Correctional Institution in Jessup. Yeah, so basically, in order to do anything there, you have to um, really fill out a lot of paperwork. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have to get permission from the the institution to start a program there. Um, and so luckily, because of having, you know, experience there in the past, I was able to get through that process. And what we ended up doing was setting up four different in-person art workshops, um, each led by artists in the Baltimore community or art therapy professors at Notre Dame and with the support of students at the university as well. And each of those um, was either about collage or painting. And um, it was like an evening class for about three hours where we would um, gather together There'd be like a discussion about the process, um, which was very much rooted in art therapy. And um, then really just like let the the women get to work on on things. And um, all of the supplies that we used had been donated, which is really cool. The community came together to purchase and donate different supplies for us to bring into the institution. Um, you know, normally if a person makes a piece of art that they're going to, you know, submit to be in an exhibition. They're completely, you know, sourcing all the materials themselves. And so since you don't have these materials in prison, we had to get them all donated. What was that like getting them into the institution? 
<laughs> yeah, that, that is also a process. So you have to bring everything through a scanner like you would at an airport, you know, so everything's um, first going through, you know, like that x-ray machine and then being sorted through um, all the magazines, you know, you have to be kind of opened up and shaken upside down to make sure there's nothing in there. Um, scissors, scissors are a big thing. You can't really bring normal scissors into a prison. And so we had to get like the little rounded ones that kids use or whatever, safety scissors. And then um, also it all had to be listed item by item, including like the number of scissors and a picture of them all, you know, weeks prior to us actually attending. And then the guards at the facility actually went through and like checked off everything. Anything not on that warden approved list doesn't isn't allowed in. And then it all had to leave again. And then it all had to leave again. So the scissors are recounted at the end before you leave. Um, the artwork was taken out. So sometimes, you know, we were taking artwork with us that hadn't yet dried, um, which also you can kind of see visible and I think speaks to the entire experience um, when you're at the exhibition. So there's paper where it's a bit warped because of the fact that, you know, we picked up a heavy, still damp piece of art and then put it in someone's vehicle, drove it back to campus or back to someone's home and then stored it before actually getting to the, the stage of framing it. Tell me more about the instruction provided the artists. That varied sort of class to class, um, but it was very much rooted in the, the idea of art therapy, which is founded on the belief that visual and symbolic expression is meant to give voice to experience and empower individuals um, and individual like transformation. And the prompt was, what would you like to convey to people on the outside about your experience of incarceration? And very open-ended, anything you want to convey convey about it. And then, um, you know, if it was a if it was a collage workshop, the instructor might also um, help by saying, just flip through a magazine, you know, look through it until you find an image that speaks to you. Um, or if it's painting, you know, like just some sort of like technical things around here's how you can make different colors, but really just kind of go with what feels good and what really like speaks to you. How many women participated? So that was really cool. So when I um, first pitched the idea, I, you know, went and held an info session at the prison and um, there were roughly, I think, 60 or 70 people who came to the info session. And from there, we allowed whoever wanted to, uh, to sign up, participate. Um, I wanted to not have it be selected based on level of art experience or anything like that. And so um, when we posted the four workshops, anyone who was available to come to any of the four got to come. And it ended up being uh, 34 women in total. And we include all of their pieces. Wow. 34. The title, Life on Hold, what's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, we did a lot of brainstorming during the workshops and even during the info session around um, trying to kind of collaboratively think of what a title would be. I wanted that to also speak to the whole experience. So um, one of the days when I came in to do the workshops, uh, we had to wait for like an hour because um, the Institute had uh, an issue with their count and they had issued a movement on hold, which essentially means no one can move from any part of the institution to another part. And unfortunately, it meant that we started our workshop late and a lot of the women had to either miss dinner to attend or didn't have a lot of time. 
And so there was a lot of talk about like this, this movement on hold and what that sort of, how that impacts their lives. And someone was like, you know, that would be a cool name for the exhibition. And then another person chimed in and said, really, let's make it about our entire lives, life on hold. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Casey McKeel, curator and program director for the exhibit Life on Hold. The show features artwork created by women incarcerated at the Maryland Correctional Institution in Jessup. It's on view at Notre Dame of Maryland University's Gormley Gallery through March 3rd. So what will visitors see? How many? Well, we said you said everybody's piece. So 34 pieces? I mean, in what media? Yeah. Yep. So there are nine paintings and 25 collage pieces. And then one other component that we um, that I decided to do was to I got a uh, a phone that had actually been used in a prison. So like one of those, you know, phones that um, people use to call out and installed it on the wall. And basically you can walk up to it and then on it is playing a loop of audio uh, commentary from the women that I collected during the workshops. So there's nine different people who decided they wanted to share either thoughts about the experience or um, a poem or like a spoken word piece. And that's all created and on the phone. So that sort of is one way of trying to bring their voices into the exhibition in another way. Let's hear a clip from the audio component. It's from a piece called One Bad Fruit Doesn't Spoil the Whole Bunch. So a lot of times when you're incarcerated, you seem to be like marginalized. Everyone has an opinion. Just because you did something wrong doesn't mean you're a bad person. Some of us just made honest mistakes or just didn't have the information. We wasn't educated. We were ignorant to our choices in life, so we made the wrong choice. Um, and we are never we never really get a chance to speak or to show our our culture side or to show the growth that we've encountered since being incarcerated. It's like once you hear, you discredited, you they never think you can change and we're never really given an opportunity to show that we have changed or that we have learned something different. Tell us about this artist and, and her piece in the show. So this artist, um, she made a painting and uh, it's essentially like conveys exactly the title. It's a, you know, a bowl of fruit and um, yeah, titled one, one bad fruit doesn't spoil the bunch. And um, I think her quote really perfectly conveys the goal of the exhibition. You know, there's a lot of stigma around people who are incarcerated. It's also a systemic issue rooted in racism, as well as a lack of infrastructure to address poverty and health. So you know, I think it's easy for incarceration and the incarcerated population to be sort of out of sight, out of mind, if you aren't directly impacted in it by it. And um, so, you know, one of our goals, and this was sort of a collaborative goal and something that was a goal of the women who created the art, was to, you know, not just create a platform for these voices to be heard, but also to fight against the stereotypes held about incarcerated people. So as this artist says, you know, they may have made a mistake or a wrong choice. I think another important thing to point out is, you know, they might have just been experiencing racism. And a recurring theme you see throughout the artwork is this resilience, this hope, the strength, the growth amidst the circumstances. And so that's really, you know, what we want people to take away from the exhibition. What feedback did you hear from the women who participated in the project? There are a number of different things. It was it was funny. A lot of people kind of started out 
very sort of quiet and it was, you know, getting to know each other and like taking a while for people to warm up and get chatty. Um, but because of the nature of it being, you know, three hours and just a good group of volunteers and instructors as well, people, you know, by the end were laughing and having a good time and uh, sharing stories. So just sort of about their experience. But um, a lot of people, you know, continually asked, are you going to keep this program going after the exhibition? Um, we want more of this. Can you come every week? You know, a lot of that. And just like saying how, you know, it was an evening thing, like roughly 6 to 9 p.m. And they were saying, you know, this is such a cool way to just wind down, you know, sit and just make art, even if it's not necessarily going to be on display somewhere. So uh, that is something we're going to do. We are going to keep the the program going. And will the artwork be on view at the Correctional Institution at some point? Yeah. Yeah. So that is um, something I'm really excited about. So since obviously the women can't come and see their art in person uh, while it's at Gormley Gallery, we're going to do a second installation, um, likely in late March, uh, potentially in April, where we will have all of the, the artwork there at the institution for them to see. What does a combination of this exhibit mean for you personally? Oh, goodness. Um I don't know. I mean, my sort of, I guess, goal as a curator is to use it as a form of activism that's that's fun for me. You know, um, I've been an activist for a long time and it's very easy to be, you know, just sort of burnt out with that sort of lifestyle. Um, and with art, it's really, I don't know, exciting and invigorating and I really enjoy doing it. So for me, it's a way to sort of like seek to create these exhibitions that, um, really like prompt dialogue around injustice with the the end goal of being the hope to inspire action towards a more socially equitable and just society. But it's also just, I don't know, I have a good time with it. It's fun. <laughs> what do you hope visitors take away from Life on Hold? Yeah, so I think it's it's thinking about, you know, incarcerated people and incarceration differently than you had before. Um, getting people to sort of talk about that, think about that, which ultimately, you know, would transition then into some sort of action, whether that's recognizing the fact that um, the role that racism plays in incarceration, and also just recognizing what these women are trying to convey about their own personal experience and like the the hope and resilience and, and just sort of positivity that they're able to maintain amidst these really dark and challenging experiences that, that they've had. And yeah, just hopefully get people to think about a population that is often forgotten. Well, thanks for telling us about Life on Hold. Thanks for having me. Casey McKeel curated the exhibition Life on Hold. You can see it through March 3rd at the Gormley Gallery on the Notre Dame of Maryland University campus, 4701 North Charles Street. Tomorrow, there's a reception and gallery talk with Mikhail from 4 to 6 p.m. We've got more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break on the record when we're back, a strip story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. <laughs>